Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Let It Resonate with your host, Jalen Darling. As always, I intend that this episode finds you well. If not, it's the pick me up that you need it. And let's go ahead and get into our affirmation. It correlates with the video. So affirmation today is I release what no longer serves me. Okay, I release, oh, I release what no longer serves me. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode and may it resonate with you. All right, so you just heard the affirmation, like, I release what no longer serves me. I let go what no longer serves me. What is this about? It's about healing. Um, This is very close to home. I struggled with this a lot growing up. Uh, Not growing up, more so like college, high school and college. I always felt like things had to be fixed. Things had to come to 100% completion before I can call it healed or move away from it friends like oh we need to resolve this before I can like step away from it oh a job no it needs to get better I need to get back on better footing with these people before I walk away because then it looks like I'm quitting it looks like I'm a failure I look more pressed than I probably am xyz you fill in the blank but as I get older as I hit the young age of 25, you know, <laughs> I realized that sometimes healing is removing yourself. Sometimes healing is walking away. Sometimes healing is letting go what doesn't serve you in the midst of it not serving you, not hoping it'll get better and it will serve you. Then you can walk away. Then you look you look better walking away because it's, you know, you dealt with it. You went through it. You tried your best. You went tooth and nail for it. But sometimes it doesn't get better till you walk away. It doesn't get better till you release it. Maybe you can circle back to it and maybe that's not meant for you ever again. And I'm talking about people, places, and things. People is a really big subject and I could use a thousand topics, but even places, jobs, and things, maybe clutter, whatever it may be, but We all know a relationship, whether it's familial, romantic, platonic, work-based, whatever it may be, we all know, have heard of, oh my goodness, this person is so draining and this person is this and I just can't, they're just so toxic. Every time I'm with them, it's just blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, it's nothing positive with this person's presence. It's nothing positive with a relationship with this person, at least a close relationship with this person. And a lot of us, especially me, I sit there and I'm like, I got to figure out how to make it work. I have to figure out how to coexist with this person or heal this trauma or heal this relationship with this person or at least make it more decent than what it is. And then I can move on. And then I have the right to walk away from it. And then I've earned my my right to say, okay, I don't want to deal with this person anymore. And I'm going to bring back an oldie but goodie. Wrong, you bleeping Brussels sprout. No, you have the right to walk away from what's no longer serving you in the mix of the storm. If you want to stay, that should be your want. But it's not you earning the right to, to leave. You're not earning the right to say, oh, I left after I exhausted all options. You don't have to exhaust all options. If that's what you want to do, like I said, so be it. But make sure it's something you genu- genuinely want to do versus something you feel like you have to do because... What will people think 
that I cut this person off? What would people think that I left this job because it was toxic? What would people think because I let this go? People will say I gave up on them. People will say this. Let it go. Who cares? Because nine times out of ten, the specific people, places, and things I'm talking about are energy vampires. That's the word we're going to use. Energy vampires. They're draining you. They are dumping on you. It's exhausting. You have physical responses to their presence, its presence, wherever you go. You have physical trauma and responses to it. A good example is you know your workplace is toxic, toxic beyond measures. And you could honestly leave and get a better job, but you don't want to quit. You don't want to throw the towel in. You don't want to seem like you, you, um, what is it called? The white flag, you waved your white flag. You don't want to seem like you did any of that. So you stay, you stick it through because you're a trooper and everybody knows you to be a team player. But on your way to work, you have anxiety. On your way to work, you're gripping the steering wheel so tight because the closer you get, the more and more you have, you're anxious. On your way to work, you feel tightness and numbness in the body. There are true physical responses to negative people, places, and things. And we are so good at ignoring them. We are so good at pushing them down deep in for the sake of saving face, for the sake of being a team player, for the sake of not hurting the person that's draining us. And let me tell y'all something. The reason, like I tell y'all, this episode, not this episode, this podcast is called Let It Resonate because I want you to resonate with me and my experiences. So me talking about this, your girl was the queen of it. I don't care who it was. My boss could do me dirty. Actually, my boss used to do me extra dirty and I would complain and I'm like, oh, I hate going here. It it was actual things that people would be like, yeah, I left. I don't play that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to seem like I gave in a towel. What will my coworkers think? Because they haven't quit yet. X, Y, Z, P, And it took a toll on me. It did. A physical toll. I was too, after work, I was too drained to do anything no, I, I, if y'all know, I'm in the fitness industry, so working out is a norm for me. Working out was too much of a task. Doing this was too much of a task. And the job that I had, I loved myself. It was actually my first uh, stretch and mobility job before I started my business. So, of course, I loved and had a passion for it. But that passion felt like it disappeared when I walked into that building, the same exact place where my passion is supposed to grow and thrive. I got to the point where I didn't like seeing my clients coming in because of you know, the toxic work environment solely from the boss. My coworkers, we was, we still cool to this day after I left. And I felt like they would think I'm a traitor or something like that. We are still cool to this day. But I had a boss that just made working their draining. And, you know, when you're here to help people genuinely help them and then people are pressing their motive of money, monetary gain on you and telling you need to be this way and trying to take away from the spark that you have it gets draining, especially when it doesn't make sense because you have a degree in the body and they don't. Shade, but not shade. But yeah, it, it was a lot. And I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing the things I used to do. I used to meal prep. That was too draining. I, if, if you don't know, I'm an avid Sims player. Sims was draining, all of that. And I was like, okay, let me just heal. Let me find my happy place. Let me find some type of euphoria in the workplace. And then I'll feel better about leaving because I won't, you know, I felt like I was giving it a tell. I felt like they won. I felt like I was waving my white flag. But I learned that sometimes leaving people, places and things in the midst of the shit they put you through 
is what you need in that moment is what's going to catapult you into healing. You sometimes you just can't heal in the drama. Sometimes you just can't heal in quicksand because that's what it felt like for me. A lot of us rather sink in the quicksand and hope healing comes once we get found and, you know, we've made it through versus fuck this. I'm letting it go. Maybe I'll circle back to it. Maybe I won't. Can't promise you anything. But right now for my mental, spiritual, emotional well-being, I need to remove myself from you, from that, from that place. Because like I said, you feel like you're giving up and it's really hard when it's something, someone like family or family friends or a partner is like, oh, I, this person is not good for me. I can't be here. I, it's not healthy. And then you feel like, but I can't give up on them. I can't do that. If I separate myself from them, if I even just give myself a little bit of space from them, if I move away from them, if I do this, oh my goodness, I'm giving up on them. This is not fair to them. What is fair to your health and well-being? You're not being fair to yourself either. You're coming home stressed to a partner. You're coming home stressed to a partner that is an energy vampire that literally like you just find yourself soaking in the room. You're numb around the house or whatever, you know, partner, friend, insert here. And when you think about moving or when you think about leaving or when you think about just shifting and adjusting a little bit, the first thing you think about is how is it going to affect them? Are they going to hate me after? Are they not going to like me anymore? Is this going to cause more of a rift? In that moment, I need you to let go of those thoughts and release the question of is it going to cause more of a rift on them? And think about the rift it's causing within yourself, the rift that it's causing within you and your well-being and your state of mind. Don't you care about that as well? And like I said, the word I want to use is energy vampires. If a person, and a lot of people use it for a person, describe a person, but we're going to use person, place, or things. If a place is an energy vampire, you need to find a way to remove yourself from it. If a person is an energy vampire, you need to find your find a way to distance yourself from it. If a thing is an energy vampire, you need to find a way to distance yourself from it because sometimes you're healing. And I am one person, like I said, that thought like this all the time. I thought I could heal through my trauma. Sometimes you have, and you can, sometimes you can, but sometimes you have to remove yourself from the source of your trauma, the cause of your trauma, the person who gave you trauma, this, that, and the other. You have to remove yourself from it to heal because one thing I've learned is you don't have a lot of clarity sitting in your shit. You don't have a lot of clarity sitting in the storm. I don't think I would have a lot of clarity actually sitting in quicksand. I don't think I would have as much clarity of getting myself out as I would if I was sitting on the side watching someone else and I'm like, okay, wait, let me think about this. Your clarity is definitely altered when you are still in survival mode, when you are in peak fight or flight, when you are in the eye of the storm. And what I'm asking you to do is get move yourself from the eye, remove yourself from the storm itself, the person, person or thing, and then think about it and then seek clarity and then work on healing. Because sometimes, like I said, just being in the mix of it, your clarity might actually be non-existent. When I am in certain situations where I know it's not healthy for me, I I clearly have a lot of tips for self-help and wellness and peace of mind and growing mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I've done a lot of work and I've been working very hard. But when I am in the mix of my storm, that goes out the window. To the point where like people that know me, they're like, well, why didn't you just try meditating? I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. 
but I sit here and tell you guys about meditating. Clearly, my my clarity is altered in the mix of the storm when you're already in fight or flight. You can't think about all the tools that you may have when you're instantly just trying to be in survival mode, when you're trying to quickly just come back and just survive. You don't think about it. And clearly, it's possible to think quickly and on your toes and no, think of all your tools and exalt all your options in the storm. But respectfully, why do you? Why should you have to do that for everyday life? It's possible because my first example is war. When you're in the mix of a battlefield, there are some people that's in the mix of a storm, in the mix of tr- chaos, trauma, and all this stuff, and they're still thinking and executing plans. But are we in war right now? And I'm talking about yourself. Are you in war right now listening to this podcast episode? Are you on a battlefield right now? No. So why would you have to live that way? Why would you have to live in flight or flight and still try to use all your tools to heal? Why can't you sit still? Why can't you have peace of mind? Why can't you be removed from the storm? Why can't you remove yourself from toxic people, places, and things and heal? Why do you force yourself to only heal in your trauma, to only heal in quicksand, to only heal in the eye of the storm. I'll give you another personal example. I had a roommate, a really bad roommate, guys, like didn't pay their bills, didn't do this, was dirty, invited random people. It, it was bad, okay? Really bad roommate. And my friends would be like, why don't you just either kick them out because they're not paying rent or remove yourself? And I was like, no, I want to build, I want to bond and mend a relationship first. I don't want to leave on bad terms. And you know what I did? I drove myself nuts even more because guess what? There was no mending that. You're not paying your rent. You're still dirty. Like nothing's being mended. Nothing's being fixed. But every day I told myself it's going to get better and then I can leave. It's going to get better and then I can leave or remove myself from the situation. And I'm trying to enjoy the peace of mind of my space and my place, but I can't because I'm tiptoeing because I don't know how dirty it's going to be and I don't know who's going to be here and just whatever the case is going to be. But I kept telling myself, I'm like, no, I need it's going to get better within and then I can remove myself or then I can move to the next thing. When really, respectfully, eviction could have been an option. Removing myself could have been an option a while ago and I could have healed that way as well. But I did not want to seem like I was giving the white towel I didn't want to seem like a bad person for leaving or removing myself first and then working on healing so I tried to force my healing in the mix of the storm in the eye of the storm and didn't work (laughs) it did not work I'm here to tell you it did not work and I think back I'm like if I would have just removed myself from that person however it needed to be it would have been a lot more smoother I would have had a lot more months of less stress than I did thinking oh I have to fix it within first a lot of us want to fix it within because we feel like we owe people or places or things that that loyalty but sometimes you fix it from the outside it gets better when you move away it gets better when you leave that place it gets better when you push them back a little bit I think about something my grandpa always tells me (laughs) you know my granddad is a wise man. He told me, he was like, it only takes one time for me to see someone do me wrong, you know, whatever the case may be. He was like, and even if I don't cut you off completely and never talk to you again, he said, just know the circle that I have drawn around me, you are on the other side of that line. If I have to deal with you, so be it. But 
you don't have the access to me like you used to. You might think so. I may not address it to you, but I know where I stand with you. He removes them from his circle. He removes them from the close proximity of his peace. Like I said, he's not a man of explaining himself. So if you keep coming around and you keep calling, asking to hang out, now nah, I got something to do. No, I got no, we call it that. And we keep it pushing. And a lot of us are scared to take that person outside our circle. We're scared to take whatever that thing is outside of our circle because it's we're giving up. How could we do them that, that like that? How could they be a, a crappy person to you? How could they be a toxic environment for you? How dare they? And like I said, the word is energy vampire. And I'm going to give you guys some tips, you know, tips on what is an energy vampire? How do you spot one person, place, or thing? If it's draining your energy, listen up, okay? Now, a lot of these signs are like, like I said, people related, but it goes for people, places, and things as well. First and foremost, they bring you down. They dump on you. They don't know the difference between venting and dumping. So they're always just dumping on you. Their mood, their presence, it brings you down. And I'm not talking about you know, every now and then we walk into the workplace and we just not feeling I'm not not I'm not talking about that, but it exhausts you. The thought of it exhausts you. You guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like everybody has had that one job, person, place or thing where it's like just the thought of it is like, oh, I don't have I don't even have the energy to talk about it. And I'm being serious. I think about that last job. I don't have too much to say about it because it's exhausting. Just think about what I went through. Next one I would say is they're extremely codependent. It comes back to like the draining you, but they always, they're needy. They need, 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 and take, 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 take. And there's, there a relationship is give and take, romantic, platonic, even work relationships. It's give and take. It might be different percentages of that, but it's give and take. But all, they need you and they take from you. And when you need, or even if you don't need, they don't have anything to return back to you except for more doggone drama. And this reminds me of something I read. It's It was pretty much a description of an energy vampire. And it was along the lines of energy vampires are people who prey on the goodwill of others and suck out the positive energy in a relationship. While healthy relationships involve a give and take relationship, both tangible, intangible, monetary, emotionally, whatever you want to fill in the blank there, energy vampires mostly take. And like I just said, they have nothing to give you. Not, even if you weren't looking for anything, there's nothing there. Not even a smile, not even a sense of peace, nothing to give you. And when they do come around or when you do enter that workplace or where you are around that thing, it your peace plummets. You hit zero. You hit rock bottom because it's like, oh, this is too much. Oh, my goodness. I'm just so unsettled every time I'm around this person, place or thing. That's an energy and vampires taking sucking it all out of you. And I will be very honest, okay? Some people don't know they're like this. Some people don't know they are this person. Some people have no idea. I'll be honest, it's really not your place to tell them. In my eyes, it's not your place. It is your place to take care of yourself and remove yourself, distance yourself, and maybe you go out and heal and learn some better coping mechanisms. Maybe you could deal with them better. Or maybe not deal with them ever again, but at the same time, you've removed yourself so that you can heal and be whole or acknowledge your wholeness first and not give to this person, place, or thing. I also want to go over really quick just different types, the minimizer. This person minimizes whatever you do. They have to one-up you, X, Y, Z. 
They want to make you feel bad about your accomplishments versus theirs. The victim. That's a heavy one. That's a heavy one right there. The victim is the one that I always dealt with because whether they wanted to do it on purpose or not, the victim always try to look for sympathy from you. Sometimes you don't have that sympathy to give. They always need your attention. They're dependent on you. They always want to look on the worst side of things. You are pretty much the only reason why they're getting through today. That's a lot. Because sometimes you need to be your only reason why you're getting through today. Sometimes you need that little push just from yourself to get through today. And you've spent it on this person, place, or thing. This thing, when I, and I say, like I said, I want to talk about person, places, or things. So for a job, let's just say, like, nobody higher up is doing their job and it comes down to you keep going down the ladder and everything's coming on you and your coworkers. And honestly, in the nicest way possible, it's a shit show. It's going up in flames. And it's literally nothing you can do is really something like the higher ups, if they could be more active and be more vigilant. And yet you keep taking on roles outside your pay grade, outside your job description. You keep taking on these roles because you want to you want to go smoothly and everything's on your back or just you and your team works back. And the biggest thing I think of is the whole, hey, we're understaffed. Do you mind picking up this task? No. That that can easily be a energy vampire type thing, whether it's the person that asks you to do it, that keeps placing it on your back or the job itself. Next, I want to talk about is a dependent, very close to the victim. But this person always needs your reassurance. They're helpless without you. They need you for making decisions. They can't even pick some dog on ice cream without which one do you think? You know, that gets draining, especially when we are all at our big ages and we have to take care of ourselves first and foremost. I don't even know what ice cream flavor I want. I can't pick yours right now. The manipulator. This is what I say. This is someone that they know what they're doing. They're manipulating you to help them. They're manipulating you to get what they wanted. They manipulate you or gaslight you or use persuasion to get you to exert more energy towards them. Show up more for them. And also a last one. It's a very good mention. The hot and cold person. The hot and cold person, they are either hot or cold. Clearly, like what I'm saying, either they're present or they're not. Sometimes you're good enough for them and other times you're not. And if you're somebody who is still working on validation from others, that's really draining because it's like, wait, I was good on I was on good terms with them yesterday. But today they don't seem like they really want to be with me. It's all or nothing. Um, If you don't show up for them the way you want to, like you did yesterday, it's it's nothing versus yesterday was all. And that's a lot. That's draining for you. That's literally, honestly, like manipulating and picking and pinpointing what you're still working on and literally tormenting you with it. You need to remove yourself from all of these people, places and things, all these types, because you have to focus on you. You have to wake up with energy for yourself before you can wake up with energy for anybody else. You have to remove yourself from these situations to heal. And that's why we have the affirmation that we have for this episode, because a lot of us feel like we are giving up. We're giving, like I said, we're waving that white flag. We are throwing in the towel too soon for removing removing ourselves from a situation that's no longer serving us mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. We feel bad about that. We feel like we're going to be the bad guy. We feel like people are going to talk behind our backs. We feel like we're giving it up on that person or that job or that boss. We feel like, oh my goodness, what are you going to do? I am their star pupil at work and now I'm leaving. They're going to find another one. I'm be honest. They're going to find another one, but you can't find another you. 
my mom always told me you you get one life and I'm pretty sure you don't want to use it or use it I'm pretty sure you don't want to live it pleasing others you don't want to live it stuck in quicksand with lack of clarity talking about when I get out of this I'll heal no remove yourself now and that will catapult your healing journey and I'm not saying it's a direct correlation but like I said removing yourself from the storm putting yourself in a space where you could have just a little bit more clarity and when I say remove yourself I don't mean just block that person and drop out the face of the earth from them sometimes removing themselves is just it might be your spouse Maybe you just need a three-day vacation. It might be your best friend. Maybe you just be like, hey, I have a lot going on right now. Sometimes just telling the person, like I said, a lot of people don't know they're doing this, but sometimes just telling the person, hey, I need this space right now. I cannot be here for you the way I've been lately. I still love you. You know, if they're not receptive to that, then you take more steps and back away. But like I said, sometimes these people are family spouses friends that you don't want to just let go of good for good but you need to remove yourself from the drama from the looming cloud that they have placed over you that's constantly taking from you it's almost like they have a magnet and it's attracting your energy in a sense it's attracting your attention it's attracting everything that you need for your livelihood and it's going to them and then when they don't need you anymore you're left on e and you can't figure out why you can't help yourself like you help someone else And when I tell you I am preaching to the mirror right now because I went through that a lot despite the relationship, despite if it's family, friends, work, whatever. I was like, whoa, I don't want to give up on them. I don't want to seem like this. I want to make it work. I'm just going to push through or get better if I push through. And just about every single time it got better when I removed myself from it. It got better when I gave my space gave myself space for me it got better when I created distance rather permanent or temporary distance between that person place or thing and that's all I'm here to tell you guys for today so guys I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode you already know part two is gonna be some more tips really just um, tips to deal with them how do you want to go about it rather permanent or temporary space and so yeah and then let's go ahead and say that affirmation one more time I release what no longer serves me. You put a little remix spin on it. I release the people, places, and things that no longer serve me. I was heavy on that one all last year. But release what no longer serves you. People, places, and things. And as always, guys, I hope something you took one thing to resonate with from this episode and it was the pick-me-up that you needed. Until next time, guys, say your affirmation for the week and I will talk to you next week.